Hello, everyone. You are listening to a special edition of the Maps and Graps podcast. In fact, this is Chats and Graps, which means that we have a very special interview. Um, I have been super excited about um, talking to this particular guest for quite a while now. He's been making a huge name for himself all around the world, but specifically in the UK, as well as some really great showings in America this year. None other than the new um, undisputed British heavyweight champion out of Revolution Pro Wrestling, Michael Oku. Um, We had a very interesting chat, so I hope that you all enjoy, and I hope that you get even more pumped for all of the great things that are going to be happening during All In Weekend in London, whether you're going to travel to the event or you'll be watching from home. Enjoy. So I have a very special guest today. I have actually, I've talked about this on the pod before about getting into Brit rest. And I don't, I feel like you can't get into British wrestling without hearing the name Michael Oku. And so I'm super excited. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Very well. How are you? Thank you for having me. First of, of all, course. Um, we currently have the Rev Pro undisputed British heavyweight champion in the house. Um, you don't have the belt right now due to some, you know, some very unforeseen circumstances. But um, I think that's a great place to start. So um, I I went and caught up over the weekend of watching Epic Encounter, which was a fantastic show, by the way. Um, and I saw the match with you and Great O'Conn, and you finally become the um, British heavyweight champion, in addition to the first Grand Slam champion in Rev Pro, as well as the first Black British heavyweight champion. Um, so kind of walk me through that whole moment. I, there was a lot going on. Amir had to jump in, take out Gideon Gray, but like how special you know, was that moment and that ovation that you got from that crowd in your call, like, how did that feel? That, that moment was just, it just couldn't, incomparable to anything that I've felt before. I've had loads of big moments in my career. I've had loads of big matches um, that we can absolutely discuss, but to be, it's such a, a crowning achievement in terms of the culmination of all of those moments that I've had in my career so far to then, end up being in the main event of that big, big Rev Pro show um, on the lead up to what will be the biggest show that they've ever done. And it's like, okay, I'm the guy. And more importantly than it's just like, oh, you're being bestowed this honor. It's, this is what the fans want. And you can hear that by the fan reaction of the tap out. It's, they are jumping up for joy. Men, women, children, screaming, hugging, crying. That That is... That's what makes it special. The fact that it's special to everyone else. And this is a moment they were clamoring for. So so for it to happen and for it to get in, there's so many accolades that, that like records broken with that. Me being the first black British heavyweight champion, doing the Grand Slam, which everyone, so many people have come through the doors of Red Pro. And I'm the only one that's done that. That that makes it even much more of a grander, grander, grander thing. Yeah, and I think that Rev Pro you talked about the lineage for that title is absolutely insane. Of just 
the names who have held it. It's really a who's who in professional wrestling. You have AJ Styles, Tanahashi, Will Ospreay, um, Shibata, just so many like insane names. And the fact that you've held it too, and you did it younger than most of them. Um, that's a huge accomplishment. And um, I was actually at Live in London 71. That was the buildup. That was in the lead up to um, Revolution Rumble. And just like the fans' excitement leading into Revolution Rumble, it was very clear that you were the one that everybody wanted to win. And then watching Revolution Rumble and just seeing how everybody just loses it when you finally win, like, what's that connection to the crowd like? Um, just because... You know, like when professional wrestling is like one of those businesses, when people get behind you, they really get behind you. And you've had an incredible year. and We'll get to more of those moments later. But how was it when just winning the Rumble? Yeah, I mean, that, that, that too, again, just it's all about the fact that people were happy that it happened. It's so you talk about professional wrestling, people getting behind you. I think especially in, in modern wrestling, if we talk in the last, let's just say 20 years, it's we've seen how nearly easy it is for them to not get behind you if they yeah. don't want you know there's examples as of last night that i saw where it's like no we don't like this person Definitely. And, and, that, and, and, and that's and that's what it is and you know there, there's a there was a uh, a worry in my in my head of like you know i've been in my pro for so long i've i've held titles for a long time i've held nearly every title and then here's this rumble, which is a first-time concept to happen at your call. And then with me wearing it, my, my head, I'm like, oh, man, is there a fear of, is he being shoved down our throats? And 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 that's kind of plays in your mind. Like, Am I going to be this? Am I going to be Roman Reigns? Am I going to be John Cena? Where they reject me and stuff like that. It is real. And, that's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, thank, well, thank goodness we live in a democracy and the majority of people, the more than the majority of people, were just... Again, so so happy that I and elated that I won the rumble, and again they know what it what it could mean, what it could lead to in that that heavyweight title match. But uh, yeah, yeah, that that moment and that rumble itself is something I really recommend people to watch. Like it's stacked with so many stories, so many moments throughout. Nearly every single person that comes in, there's something that happens. So I would recommend that as as not just the show, but as a match on it on its own for people to see. I have to agree. I think that was my favorite rumble of the year. Um, that was my favorite battle royal of the year of just that was my first time like watching. I didn't I didn't realize that was the first revolution rumble until you just said it. Um, I would have never been able to tell just because it was just so good. It was so entertaining. Like it was like an hour long, kept me captivated the entire way. Like you had your comedy bits and then you had like your serious wrestling. And then it was just I think it was just really it was. It was a payoff. Like you can tell that fans had been waiting for this moment, particular moment, I think for you for a very long time. And so once they finally got it, um, everybody just kind of lost it, which is always um, fun to see. Um, but that's not the only big moment that you've had this year. Your year started off hot. I would say starting from BOLA um, this year, Battle of Los Angeles. I recently finally got the DVDs because PWG doesn't stream. <laughs> um, so, which is fine. I got the DVDs, so I got to finally watch the entire thing. And it looks like you've built up quite a big audience over here stateside as well. And so, 
what is, one what does that mean to you and two like what did what do you think that means for like your future of just you know branching out and continuing to you know just show the world who michael oku is i mean it's super exciting it's super exciting just the the challenge as a performer to go to new uh, audiences to go to new markets and then show you show what i can do is a real real like it's a challenge and, and that's what i like as a wrestler i like those challenges it, but what's it surprises me as well though like how much people take to me uh, maybe i should have confidence in my in myself and be like i'm not gonna <laughs> and you just wait until you see me maybe i should do that but then again like i say it's doubt 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 um in my head and i I remember when I was on my way to Bolo, to LA, and I'm on the flight, or just before I'm boarding the flight, and I'm just like, got that real strong feeling of like imposter syndrome. Like, this is the, arguably, the biggest thing in independent wrestling that an independent wrestler can do. And I'm, I'm one of the selected that is going to be part of it, let alone the only wrestler from all of Europe to be um, in the tournament. And then I'm wrestling Takeshna in round one, who is the hottest wrestler probably at that moment in time everybody loves. So the pressure is on, the pressure is on. And so for me to to deliver, which is is, is the most I can say, I, I was happy with my performance and I delivered and people were became fans of me. And that's something I noticed that nearly every time I go to America, I'm wrestling in front of people who have never seen me before. And man, that country, so it's so big. It's so big. So, because I've already been to Dallas, I've been to New York, I've been to New Jersey, and it feels, it just sounds, not only does everywhere look different, but it just sounds different. The crowds sound different. It, and you can tell that, all right, so I might have been to America, but I only went to here. I only went to the Midwest, or I only went to the South. So I have to now get over in the West Coast. And, and it's been an amazing little journey to do that. And, and again, like, I feel that more I do that and the more places in America that get to know who I am, that will probably lend well to where I end up in the future. No, definitely. I. It's so funny. You've, you've done the Grand Prix. I think that's a huge, diverse pot of cities because Dallas and New York and L.A. are completely different. I personally haven't even done like the full West Coast yet. So it's a lot. It's very overwhelming. But like the crowd took to you and like, they also took to you on um, WrestleMania weekend, um, which is insane. Like, th I think that's almost probably more impressive than Bola just because everybody is in town. And, but everybody is hearing about this guy from the UK and that is who they came to see. Like, I remember, like, I was, I was watching, I forgot which show that was, but I was watching one of the shows um, streaming it and I was like, no way this reaction is that big. Like, this is insane. Like, this is insane. I think it's also even more impressive. I mean, you are a Black talent. And for to get those type of reactions as a Black talent, I think we've seen more and more of it this year, not just for you, but just about for everybody. But I think there used to be, like, a limit for how, you know, being good for a Black wrestler. But I think that we're starting to see the playing field even out and you know, that qualifier is being taken off and everybody's just good period. And so what's, how does that feel through that lens, you know, of like being black and still being the most popular, just 
the pop, most popular thing since sliced bread, especially in Rev Pro, and then coming to the U.S. and being well received. I mean, amen to that. First of all, Jesus, <laughs> like the the it's such a. I don't want to say it's a hundred percent what I was fighting for because what was so when I went into when I got into wrestling, I remembered like people who inspired me. They were of all different races, but there was like a it's like a a little weird connection. I say weird connection. There is definitely a different connection with the black wrestlers I grew up watching. There was like the Rock was in, as a as a kid from London. That's a black man, and he's the top of the industry. He is black, and that's all I know. Um, Booker T, D'Lo Brown, all these wrestlers, like there's just a connection with them, and, and there's a hope that they, I, I wanted as a fan for them to do well. Shelton Benjamin, and so when I became a wrestler, I was like, I want to be as impressed. I want to be as impressive as I was looking as a fan impressed by those wrestlers. So I want to inspire other black kids that same way. That was a thought that I want. What I didn't even anticipate, it's not, not like I was like narrow focused and wasn't paying attention, but I was like, no, wait a minute. I should just want every kid of every race to be a fan of me. And, and that's what started to happen. And every adult of every race to be a fan of me. You know, I, I am I am as proud of the a young black kid who's front row as the the bold white dad who is shaking my hand being like, "Actually, you're a proper wrestler." Yeah, that, that, that's I have equal amounts of pride that they're like, "Oh, what me? You're the one that you're a big fan of me." That's I love that so much, and, and the fact that it's happening worldwide, and the fact that y you think about. Uh, successful black British wrestlers and that list is isn't the largest so to see that like that I'm glad that I'm happy that I'm breaking through to see a kid like Leon Slater who is going to take over the world Absolutely. but he's going to overtake me and pulling it now and that's fine I just have to live with it that's but that's awesome but like that, but that see that's happening there's a kid in a rep called Cameron Kai who I think he's just turned 18 he might be 17 and it's disgusting how talented he is but but that's that's seeing that like like there's wrestlers now who are black and are just seen as this is the most talented person here this person is the person with the most potential not like oh out of the black wrestlers these are the good black people no we, we are just the top full stop and that's something I think I take the most pride in that like the wrestler that people talk about in the UK and in Europe is me and I'm doing it whilst being black I love absolutely. it absolutely and I, I think one thing that I was so I was in London for spring break had never been to England before and when I came to the Rev Pro show I was shocked by the amount of black people on the card I think like there's always these preconceived notions of like what British wrestling is and like you were saying, I think that obviously the UK wrestling scene was almost torn down and completely built back up. And not only has it been built back up to be safer and rightfully so, but I think it's also been built back up to be a lot more diverse. And I, I think that that point is being, has been like, hasn't been talked about enough because like you see a Cameron Kai, like you see a Leon Slater, like even look at Epic Encounter both the semi-main event and the main event both featured phenomenal, excellent black wrestlers who stole the show. Like, and I think like that's absolutely insane. Like, you know, these things are all happening like right now at the same time. Like the same week that you won um, the undisputed British heavyweight championship, we had 
Um, Alex Kane won the MLW World Championship. There was obviously Impact, Kenny King winning digital media, Leah Rush winning X Division, Trinity winning knockouts, over in AEW, um, Willow winning Owen Hart, as well as Ricky Starks. I don't think I've ever seen that many Black people in wrestling win ever in that short amount of time. Big stuff. Like, this is unprecedented. Exactly. And that's, you know, we know what wrestling is. And so there's a, that's, I think there's part of that being a frustration when it's like, wait, so when you can control how things go, you're trying to say that the best people aren't Black? That, that was kind of a weird thing. But in loads of, especially in America, but in nearly every sport where you can't control it, Black people are just, it's just, it's just, it's just taken over, it's unfair. So, so saying that, what's wild is that that does all happen in the space of like a weekend, it felt like. And it wasn't just some kind of like thing where every promotion and company decides to huddle up and be like, okay, listen, we've got some, some heat from the Black people. We need to just, just put them over. It wasn't that. It was just, hey, who's the best person for this job? Who's the best role right now for this? And it all just happened together. I think like the, the, right, the week right after Leon won the North Wrestling title in front of a record crowd for that promotion in Newcastle in front of 800 people. So it was just all based on here are the people who are right for this role at this moment in time. And guess what? It's a whole lot of, whole lot of melanin. A whole lot of melanin. And I think it's, I, I don't want to say, what is it? Like, it's not comforting, but it's very affirming just because everybody's so good that you can't possibly write it off as, oh, this is just a diversity thing. Like, nah, like everybody is fantastic. Um, I think we're living in an era where I can genuinely say that, no, like the when you talk about the best wrestlers in the world, some of them are black and put some respect on their name. Like just because like they're doing it. And I think a lot of times like black wrestlers are coming from behind when they start and still managing to pull this off, I think, which is even more incredible. And it's happening worldwide. Like we're seeing it pop off. Like we're seeing black wrestlers kill it over in Japan. Like we're seeing black wrestlers kill it in the UK. We're seeing it happen in America. Like, so it's really cool that to just be living in this time. And like, I think you spoke a little bit about this, but when you were a kid, did you think of watching wrestling or whenever you started, did you ever like fathom an environment or an era where any of this would be possible? I didn't really know. Well, so yeah, when, when you grow up and you're watching wrestling, it would feel like there's like a, a sprinkle of black wrestlers. Maybe sometimes just one at a time. Um, they're sure as, as hell they weren't pushing multiple black wrestlers at a time. So they're like, oh, this is the black wrestler's turn. This wrestler's turn is kind of how it is. And then once they, um, whatever, once whoever's in charge of it has had enough of them, they'll be the next person. And then at the same time, there'll be people you're like, you're looking at them. I'm a kid and I'm looking at them like, for example, I was like, I think still to this day, Monty Brown is the coolest wrestler alive. But <laughs> like, he he's just you just look at him and just I just look back at other stuff and just like everything he does is just cool. The way he talks, the way he moves, his moves. I do like I do a move in tribute to Monty Brown. It's like a pounce knee because I'm little. I'm like I can't just push someone's entire body. But I'll do a knee doing off that misdirection thing as a tribute to Monty because like he's the coolest wrestler ever. 
And I remember thinking, you know, I'm young. I'm like, hello, this guy, this guy over here. So um, that's happening. That used to happen a lot for me when watching wrestling, especially with black wrestlers. Like, this guy, is, 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 am I just what? Is, there, is it me having a prejudice thing? Hey, but black guys, or am I just not seeing this guy's talent? So again, it's, it's kind of cool to see that like, right, here's a, here's a wrestler that's talented. They just so happen to be black. And guess what? They're receiving their flowers. So um, did I see it happening? I was like, I thought it would just be the status quo of like, okay, one at a time. And you just have to hope that it's what, your favorite one, the one you like most. Yeah. Um, but no, here we are. Here we are. Well, no, Ian. I definitely agree. I, I, was, I was talking to another black wrestler a few weeks ago. And like, we were just talking about like, if, if Shelton Benjamin had been in this era, he probably oh. would have been a world champion. Like, oh my god, easily. Like he's he's my one. Like you talk about Muncie. Like he's my one. Like we're from the same state. Like, like mm. so. Shelton Benjamin is like my one that got away. Like I feel like if he was in this era, and it also kind of makes me wistful too. Like you know, it's just like it's great to see everybody getting their shine, but we have to think about. There were so many people who had to, like, you know, pave the way and, like, you know, not get that proper shine and not get their proper due for opportunities like this to exist, you know, for just, like, the current generation. So I feel like it's bittersweet in a way. Yeah, let's not forget it. I, I um, there's, there's a parallel, for sure, especially in the wrestling setting. Um, there's, like, a if you talk about women's wrestling, this is me seeing it from the outside, obviously. Mm. You're seeing obviously things are better than they have ever been. In comparison, just comparatively, they're better than they have they've ever been. But you're especially in WWE, you were seeing there was like an era of let's just say the women who were really prioritizing the wrestling and trying to be best wrestlers. They weren't giving their flowers, and some of them only now are even though the the revolution has happened, so to speak. Beth Phoenix that's when she can come back and have a, nearly another run. And like, hey, everybody, just so you know, we, this is it. When Victoria can enter the Rumble. And every, you, I remember watching that. And I was like, everybody's taking her stuff because they are fans. And they're like, I want to take your sidewalk so slam thing. The feed of widows. I want to take it because they were fans and they were inspired. And it's like, that stuff is just, that's probably like amazing for her to just be like, oh, man, they, I did leave an impact. I did leave an impact with Mickey James. If that's even a, like a segue to the couple books and ref pro, you know, Mickey James is someone who's just been there consistently as a great wrestler and is still, still going hard and still one of the top talents in the world. So I think I'm hoping that we can do that the same way with a lot of black wrestlers. I see Tuco Scorpio is still out there having uh, dream matches with people. I want that same thing to happen to that generation that, like you said, paved the way for us. Because without them, this is this is this doesn't happen. And I'm not here, and I'm not inspired by by all these guys and 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 girls as well. So this is this is like, um, yeah, that that's what that's what I'm I'm hoping for. Tuco Scorpio is a great name. Like I saw he's been teaching seminars lately, and I'm like, out of all the seminars to teach, I think people should go to that one because the fundamentals on that guy are absolutely insane. But you mentioned Copper Box, All In Weekend. Um, it's a huge time. And I don't think it's just huge for like the, I think it's huge for wrestling in general. We're looking towards what could possibly be the highest 
paid attendance for any wrestling event, the biggest Rev Pro show ever, the 11th, Re- 11th anniversary of Rev Pro, just like probably the biggest weekend in UK wrestling in recent memory, maybe ever. Um, I'll ask about the actual card later, but what does it mean to you as a person who, you know, grew up in the UK scene and like a wrestler and now the young face of, you know, UK wrestling, like how big is this? Cause I feel like stateside, like obviously we have our opinions of like, Oh yeah, this is huge. And just like watching AEW come. But like, I think people miss like how much bigger this actually is just for an entire, just for an entire community that typically doesn't get almost any of the big shows doesn't get like, you know, a lot of the recognition. And I feel like I've just seen like so many people in the UK are creating these big opportunities, like between like, you know, Rev Pro, like Pro Wrestling Eve, other places, creating these opportunities for UK um, wrestlers to get shine during this weekend. So what is the significance of this moment in time? The thing that I've been thinking about when it comes to this weekend, specifically the Copper Box show for, for Rev Pro, is the the transition that the scene went through. So I started in 2017, and in 2000, that was when the British wrestling scene was hot. It was at its hottest. Everybody was talking about it. Everybody had their subscriptions and watching all the time and everything that was coming from there. All the wrestlers from around the world were coming here. And it was amazing to, to start within that. And even I had a thought that, like, just, just business-wise, cyclically, that it won't last forever. But I wanted to be a part of that and wrestle with these big names. Uh, Progress, who is kind of who I started with, they were who trained me at their, their school. They did Wembley Arena. And that was in 2018. I had been in wrestling for a year. They did a show. It was, felt like the biggest show that British wrestling could ever do. And I was on the card in the, in the pre-show Battle Royal. And I think I was the least experienced person on the entire, from like, first bell to last to main event, the least experienced person on the show. And I was like, this is this is the peak right here of British wrestling. Not not my career. I was like, hoping for more. But for British wrestling, we've reached that peak. This is crazy. And you're seeing the downturn. And of course, the pandemic happened, speaking out happened. And we've been in this rebuilding phase. I would argue we're in a rebuilding phase in 2020, 2019. And then we had to rebuild upon that. And I don't think there's any more significant statement or, or point or victory to have to say that we're doing this couple box show and it's going to have, there's going to be probably, my guess would be 80,000 wrestling fans in town that weekend. And and I think the tickets for the Rev Pro show now, we obviously, won't, we obviously want to try and sell it out, but I think the tickets sold have already made, made it the best selling show that Rev Pro is going to do. So to be at the forefront of that as a rest, as the champion is is absolutely incredible to me. It says so much about the talent we have on this scene that we were able to bring it back and the fact that RevPro in particular are going to show people, oh yeah, if you if you watch our wrestling show from beginning to end, we compare to any product in the world. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm excited. I'll be back in London for both of those shows. So it'll be incredible. Um, but earlier this year, you had a run-in um, with Chris Jericho at PWG, um, and he had you on his podcast. I think he's a huge fan of yours, as are a lot of people. So 
obviously you can't tell me if you are going to make an appearance, but um, would I, I mean, when people talk about UK names that should be um, involved in all in some ways, your name comes up very frequently. So what would it mean to you um, if hypothetically, wink, wink, you <laughs> somehow a part of that monumental card? Well, no one knows what the con is, right? As it's like it's like the it's the biggest mystery in wrestling for the biggest <laughs> selling show in wrestling. Um, it's it's nearly an honor the amount of fans that say, "Well, if they're going to be British wrestlers, which by the way they shouldn't be, but if there are, it should be either Will Ospreay, Zack Sabre Jr., or Michael Oku. Those are like the three that I also see it too, and I get added in it. And that's a cool thing. You've got two New Japan wrestlers and then an independent wrestler. I'm the one that comes up the most, which is a very cool thing. Um, if I'm if if I'm on the show, if I am wrestling in some capacity or if I'm doing something at Wembley Stadium, there are so many moments. <laughs> there are so many moments in my career where I said, I can retire. I, said, I can retire because I can look at my career and be like, what a great career. Um, it'll be hard to top it you know in terms of just sheer size and sheer magnitude but at the same time I, I would honestly look at it not as just like this is a good moment i like now this is the start of something if i'm if i'm one of the people who is on wembley stadium wrestling competing whatever waving i don't know <laughs> then this should be a start to the next step in my career and what could be coming next because like i said like they don't need British wrestlers on the show. And I understand that people are paying tickets for an AEW show. Absolutely. But at the same time, over 70,000 people have bought tickets and they don't know who's wrestling on it. So maybe, so maybe they don't mind that much. Um, but, but yeah, it'd be, it'd be an absolute like incredible thing. Of course, I want to be on it. Who doesn't want to be on it? Uh, I don't know if I'm on it. But we, we shall see. We shall see. That, that could change. We will see what happens on that Sunday. You know, before before I ever went to a Red Pro show, I was like, I probably would have been like one of those people who just like, no, we just want to see our AEW show. But now I was like, yeah, Michael Oku on the card or die, guys. Like, come <laughs> on, man. Like, <laughs> um, I think, and also we have to remind ourselves of the original spirit of All In. It was an independent wrestling show bringing people together from all across the world, all different styles of wrestling. Obviously, now there's like, you know, networks and people to please. We get it. But I do think that there's room for, you know, one or two or three, the three that, you know, everybody's been mentioning. I think that, you know, that's fine. I think that, you know, there's there should be enough space. Like you said, we still don't know what the card is. So <laughs> there's that. Um, but moving back to the Copper Box card, this card is really, really, really stacked. Um, I bought tickets as soon as they came out, but if I hadn't, I think I would have been sad if I didn't because this is a big show with some really, really, really heavy hitters on there. Um, Will Ospreay versus Shingo Takagi, you versus Trent Seven, Mickey James is coming. That's, that's, that's so exciting for me. Um, uh, I, it's insane to see just how much, I mean, just how far I would say just wrestling period, international wrestling has come just in the past, I would say a couple year or so. Like we've seen a lot more 
international shows from just about every company. And this is just a great opportunity for everybody involved. And so, yeah, like, what are you most excited for to come out of this show, aside from getting finally getting your belt? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be cool, right? <laughs> I think that's, that's, that's objective number one. <laughs> to physically have the belt that I had has like two minutes. Um, I think if I look at RevPro as like as like a team, with me being part of RevPro, and I'm not signed, I'm not contracted to them, but you know they they obviously hold a special place in my heart. What I want is for people to leave that weekend wondering, and this is not even in in a like a I don't know, a, a pitchfork kind of war kind of way. I want people to leave that weekend wondering which show they, they enjoyed more, Rev Pro or AEW. That, that's what I want. And I say that because I believe that it can be comparable with the card that we've got so far. Because, because in, let's be clear, we've announced that's five matches. Mickey James will, will obviously be in a sixth match. I think it's public that there will be at least four more matches. Yeah. And I, I have see. ideas of who's... Yeah, I have ideas of who's going to be, be 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 part of the show, and it's all people who have some form of connection with RevPro in one match, and like in a match, like there's like someone with a connection with RevPro, like Will versus Shingo. Even though people are like, well, that's from a rematch of the the New Japan Best Super Juniors final. Will Ospreay is uh, is a RevPro guy, you know. He he would tell you that you know he got his break and to go to New Japan because of his work in RevPro wrestling Okada. Shingo has wrestled a few times. He wrestled me in Revolution Pro Wrestling. So those are two wrestlers who wrestle forever. It's not just like, oh, here's a match. We just go throw him, spend money and just have it. So there's every match has like a flavor, a taste of Revolution Pro Wrestling in it. And so not only do I want people to be like, maybe this was the best show that we can. I also want people to be like, where's more of this? I, I want to see more of this. I want them to come to the next show at the 229. I want them to, to see when our next York Hall show is. This is... I think more than anything, I want this to be an opportunity for RevPro to continue to grow with what we've created so far. No, that's a really lofty goal, but I think that it's possible just because, like like I said, these matches already announced have been absolutely excellent. Obviously, some New Japan talent are getting in the mix. Um, I'm personally excited for that J.J. Gale-Kosei Fujita match. I think it's going to be um incredible like there's just some really great stuff up and down the card and i will say like rep pro hasn't missed this year on big shows like the revolution rumble the match itself was great but the entire card was phenomenal epic encounter was phenomenal it's been some really great stuff um coming out of rev pro um this year um but you've had a very very great year so far um is there anything else that you would like to do I i'm not going to ask like you know, like, what are you, what is the next 10 years going to look like? No, but like before the end of the year, is there anybody that you would like to face? Anything that you would like to do anywhere that you would like to go? Um, that's a very good question. So, okay. I, a goal I had, so I always was planning to be out in America for WrestleMania weekend. I was like, I'm going to go there for Mania weekend and I know that people were interested in using me, but that's, there's always that asterisk of WrestleMania weekend where so many wrestlers come into town, so many shows are coming to town. 
it's nearly impossible to get in at least one show. And I got on, well, two, what well, technically two, and then I stayed for an extra week to then do West Coast Pro um, in San Francisco and then Defy in Seattle. But my goal was, after that, was to at least one more time come back to America away from Mania season, just to kind of just step my, to, to again, we're talking about increasing my, my American footprint, so to speak. That, that's really what I want to do. So if, if there's a goal, it's to end up in a big promotion somewhere in America at least one more time by the end of this year. And then um, on top of that, I'm just thinking of like dream opponents. Oof. I, I, I don't know because you tell, oof. again, we talk about Chris Jericho. That's my dream, 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 dream opponent. And it ha- and I but I wouldn't have thought of, I'm gonna say that because I'd sound like an idiot. And then it happened. <laughs> so I mean it was in a multi-person match, it was in like a 10-man tag match. I mm-hmm. would love one day for that to be a singles. Um why not? <laughs> why why not it be a singles, you know? I'm on the cruise. Showed up in PWG, anything can happen. <laughs> exactly, exactly. He showed up PWG to wrestle and wrestled me. I'm on his Jericho cruise in 2014, January. My January is pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that, right? That's that's something that, like, I always hear the good things about the, the cruise, especially from Rassus being like, it is an amazing time. You have the time, like, you are looked after. You have fun. You can just relax. And never did I think I'd be getting it's, I have an email. I didn't think I'd get an email and I'd be like, no, okay, spam, spam. Do I report a spam? And yeah, here it is. Like it's happening like the start of 2024. So like I've already got a great start to 2024 sorted out, which is oh, amazing. But I'd love for like, yeah, by the end of this year, one more thing in America would be cool. Okay. Um any dream place, not not promotion, but any like particular region, like place that you would like to wrestle that you haven't wrestled yet, venue, arena, place, like. You're from you're from Carolina, I'm guessing. Yes, I'm South. Carolina. I believe. I, I think it. I think they may, mainly do mostly North Carolina, but yeah. I've always seen good things about Deadlock Pro. Oh yes, uh, yes, Deadlock Pro is very, very, very good. Um, yeah, they're mostly in North Carolina though, but yeah. Yeah, so, so that that's one that I've had my eyes on, and I, I'd like to. If that's a new part of America that I can touch and then see new kind of people. Um hear weird stories from different uber drivers that then i'm gonna i'm gonna say let me go to the carolinas and l- let me go to deadlock pro and let me see what, what's going on there carolinas you're gonna get a wake-up call buddy <laughs> but, <laughs> i don't mean that in a bad way but it's just like there's texas south and then there's carolina south and those are two wow. completely different souths but at least the food is amazing so that's what well then <laughs> There you go. The food is fantastic. Have you wrestled in Chicago yet? No, no, no. I haven't wrestled. Never been to Chicago. No. Wow. No, no. Wow. You have a couple places to still knock off. There's places. And I think yeah, that you. Places. I think that you will. Like you've already like had such a you know such a hot start. Um, you know WrestleMania next year is in Philadelphia, so if you um come back next year, you'll get a real real crash course in America. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, that'll be the that'll be the goal for sure. Philadelphia for many a week for sure. Ooh, Philly. <laughs> I know, right? It's 
it's the 40th, so it's going to be like, it's going to be huge. Yeah. Did yeah. you get to go to Wallamania this year? No, don't, don't even, don't even, you made me upset because I, I was planning to. I was like, oh, should I go? Yeah, you will go. I was like, went to like, I think I went to watch another wrestling show. And I was like, How much will go down? Because I just thought that like it would be happening until like the early hours of the morning. Make it there to the venue and it's finished and people are walking out. I'm seeing Samoa Joe walk out. I'm like, no, oh, no, 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 what? And <laughs> so I've only seen clips and I'm sad. So if I'm going to Mania Week, my priority is Wale Mania and then to wrestle. <laughs> Period. That is yeah. on your bucket list. So that is yeah, what yes. Got it. Wale Mania is it. That's the goal. Um, so in closing, what is your hope for the legacy that you just want to leave. Like I think, and especially in this era as a wrestler, as a British wrestler, as a black wrestler, what is that imprint that you want people to remember um, when they see Michael Oku, whether it's at Copper Box, whether it's at 229, whether it's here in America, what do you want people to remember about you? Oof. <sighs> Quite simply, but like, I want them to think that I'm just one of the best. And, and that's a lofty statement starting off in my career because that was what my that was what my goal was. But now I've reached this point where I've done so much and I've wrestled so many greats and had so many memorable matches that I want to be remembered as like, yeah, he, he was one of the best when he when he was when he was going. There was very few better than him and there was and there was no one like him. I feel like it's very difficult to describe what in wrestling at best at um i could argue that the this telling a story throughout like a number of matches or within just one match or something i'm very strong at um but like just taking you on that ride really is is how i'd put it best and like if some people could say man if you go and watch michael oakley live there was nothing like the feeling of when you watch him live and the the emotions and the ride that he took you on was second to none. So that that would kind of be what my what I'd hope my legacy would be. Hey, I can agree with that. Uh, you definitely do take fans on a ride during your matches because I feel like I've had quite a few jump scares thanks to you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <sorry>. I- <laughs> yeah. Um, but thank you so much for joining me today. This interview was so enlightening, and I'm excited for Copper Box. If you haven't. Got your tickets yet? If you plan on going that weekend, you need to get them. If not, subscribe to Rev Pro on demand. Um, yeah, it's going to be a great August, folks. I'm so excited. So thanks, everybody, and talk to you soon.